0: You are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And welcome to HR After Dark. My name is Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR, and I'm your host. So I am so excited about our guest today. We have Merritt mcneely she is the Executive Vice President of Flock and Rally. Oh, welcome to HR After Dark. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, and, and I'm also super excited about this topic because, you know, I don't know too many organizations that are really venturing out, but Merit has just led an extremely successful in-person team-building retreat with her team at Flock and Rally, and we get to learn all about this today. So. First off, tell me, tell me everything. What was it like? How did you prepare? How did it go? Tell me everything.
1: It went really well. We are just coming off of it now. Everyone left the retreat yesterday morning, so it is still very fresh. Um and I think all of us are getting back to work and getting back to, you know, our normal lives. But what I know from the feelings that I experienced, the comments, the feedback is that it did go really well. And that is really satisfying to me. And the reason is, is because we put a lot of work into it. So a little bit of background, Flock and Rally is a full service creative agency in Columbia, South Carolina. We have a wide variety of clients. We've been in business now for 10 years and we have eight full-time staff members. We do everything from public relations to branding, to digital advertising, traditional advertising, website work, a just slew of wonderful services all in the marketing sector for a number of wide variety of clients. So one of the things that makes block and Rally um really wonderful and unique as a company is that we have a really strong culture that really guides everything that we do. We have um now I've only been with the company for about two and a half years. So I'm not sure of the timeline of this, but I'm pretty sure that I can say that Flock and Rally has always had some sort of a retreat or a vacation that they give to their staff and have for many, many, many years. So it's a really important thing for Flock and Rally to not only be able to just reward the staff for working hard in, you know, a half work, half retreat, relaxation type of experience. And then, so of course, you know, seven months ago when COVID hit, one of the things we did start thinking about was how is this going to impact our annual opportunity to connect as a team. It, you know, it, Back in April and May, we did not even believe that this was going to be going on for as long as it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just hopeful that things would get back to normal and we'd have a regular retreat. But as everything has changed in our lives and we continued to see that and believe and learn that this was going to be going on a lot longer than we thought, we had to start thinking about what we were gonna do if we were gonna do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: personally, our connection as a team is really important. And I felt in my mind that it was not an option. And so it would have been easy for us to just cancel. We could have just said no retreat this year. It's just too hard to figure out, but it's really important for our culture. So I kind of was a, a bit stubborn and a bit bulldoggy in it. Cause I just thought, no, we've got to find some solution. And I think when you know, when you don't give yourself a choice, I think you open up the opportunity to, to think differently and creatively and outside of the box because it's like you have a problem and you have to find a solution. I'm a solutions-oriented kind of person, so it was also a fun challenge to say, how can we do this and do it safe? I can go through, like, all of the details. I don't know how much you want.
0: Yeah, our, our listeners are probably in the same boat of thinking through, well, how do I even go about planning this type of in-person retreat? What are the steps to take? Or even like, what should I think through? And, and for what I'm seeing, you've done a phenomenal job of thinking through. Like it felt like everything. So I would say, talk about some of the precautions that you put in place and how you kind of accommodated COVID.
1: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> um, okay. So first, sort of the big picture of what the retreat was. So normally, Flock and Rally will rent a beach house or a large lake house and everybody is essentially on top of each other. Sometimes there's some sharing of bedrooms, sometimes there's single bedrooms, but it just depends on the year and where we are, but we've always been in a house together. And so that was the first challenge in thinking through how do we even get together? Because we can't put eight people in a house. We, we just can't right? all the, everything we've learned about COVID says you need to be outside. Don't be sharing inside, Ventilation and air. And so that was immediately a big hurdle. We got very lucky. I had actually traveled out to Drear Island State Park in um, the summer with my husband and child and discovered these amazing camping cabins where they're very small, like individual little cabins all facing the lake in their own private area with outdoor meeting spaces and shared facilities wow. and so that when we saw that when I saw saw it and brought it back to um, my operations manager Rachel we both thought this could be something so it just started to to get you know get give us inspiration on how we could potentially have a retreat there so one of the reasons that it was so ideal is because it made everybody separate from the from each other naturally because they had their own camping cabins. So every person, even though there are eight of us, we rented all 10 of the camping cabins so that we could secure the area for ourselves and limit the number of other people, strangers that might be coming. So we rented all the 10 camping cabins and each staff member got their own private accommodations. These camping cabins were also like I'm really not good at distance, but probably 100, 200 feet from each other, yeah, maybe 100 right. feet from each other. So they weren't even like on top of each other where they'd be crossover. So that was one of the big picture things. As mm-hmm. far as like a fun theme, before I get into all the really great right. like, safety stuff, we decided <laughs> to call it Camp Flockstar. We call ourselves Flockstar, oh, all those perfect. who work at Flock and Rally. Perfect. So it was Camp Flotstar. So Rachel and I designed everything with a camp theme. So people, when they arrived at their own individual cabins, they had on their individual picnic tables, they had all of the supplies that they would need. Wow. So we didn't even need to hand them anything. Those things ranged from a printed agenda. So they knew what we were doing and when. Mm-hmm. And one, the one side of the entire agenda was just about COVID rules. And it was telling them how to eat, um, how to essentially use the facilities about hanging out together, everything. Like we had all of the rules written and that was presented to them when they arrived. Also some fun things like adult coloring books with pencils and some glow sticks and stuff. And so it was just a way for us to make them feel welcome.
0: Right. It already um, sounds and great provide,
1: yeah. And provide <laughs> stuff to them. We also gave them beautifully embroidered flock and rally hoodie sweatshirts because it was camp flock star. Ah. And they got little branded drawstring bag. So it was important for us since this was a very different type of year and we were like camping essentially that we still wanted to put these really cool branded touches to make them feel like special and, mm-hmm. and make a sense of belonging,
0: experience. sense but, of community and, and inclusion. Absolutely. Yes.
1: So that was, that's a lot of the fun stuff. We also had some activities. We rented a stand-up paddleboard and a kayak and only one of each so that people could not use them at, or gather at the same time to use them. And we brought cornhole boards. Funny enough, nobody used them, which was hilarious. And so it was, you know, that was the, the big picture theme was like, let's just get together and have fun. However, of course, work had to be done.
0: Well, let me stop you right there. What about the, I think that you had a noodle that, you know, just in case I want to, I want the, uh, the listeners to, to learn more about the noodle and even the rocks with rushing. Okay.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I, I actually have a little list of the things that we thought through in advance. And so here's where my, I guess my advice starts coming in. If you call okay. it that, Exactly. I think one of the things that allowed us to, to really do this the right way is that we had a lot of time to plan. And Rachel and I spent hours and hours and hours literally thinking through every single scenario that our staff would encounter or be in during the retreat and we made a plan or found a solution for every single scenario and that took a lot of time and it took a lot of time with me and Rachel literally saying like okay wake up in the morning walk to the food shelter where's the food who's getting it how are we serving it how do people get the I mean we literally thought through every single thing so if anybody's thinking about planning a retreat, and that's an in-person retreat during COVID, the, first, the number one piece of advice is give yourself enough time to literally visualize every single thing that people will do. Because you don't want to get there and have not thought about it and then be in a potentially dangerous situation because you didn't think through a scenario. So in thinking through all these scenarios, we came up with these solutions. First, of course, I mentioned the completely separate cabins. It had an outdoor meeting venue. So we knew that we could meet and have a lot of discussion, i.e., you know, lots of air particles coming out of our faces in the outdoors. So we knew that we could do meetings, meetings in the outdoors. We actually brought seat cushions with us and Rachel and I placed them more than six feet away from each other, so that people didn't have to figure out where to sit. Right, like they didn't have to think, "Where do I sit? Is it too close? Is it not?" They walked up. There were seat cushions available for them that were already spaced out separately, and so they got to sit. So, you know, that sounds a little micromanagey, but it, we oh, had to do this.
0: You have to be intentional. That's what I'm yes. hearing. You were so
1: intentional. You were very intentional. So they had assigned seats essentially, but it was easy. They just saw a cushion and they sat in it. They didn't have to think how far away they were from something. Right. We also did, um, for the bathrooms, as you mentioned, there were there was a men's facility and a female's, but since we had rented the entire place, both of the bathrooms were ours. And so we came up with this idea to have bathroom rocks where I hand painted some rocks in advance. Oh I love them. Um, one was for the men's and one was for the women's. And that was so that nobody accidentally walked in and was standing inside a closed shelter while somebody else was in there, whether they're using the restroom or brushing their teeth or showering. We wanted to make sure there was no crossover with bathrooms. And leading up to it, I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure if people were gonna forget or remember to use the rocks. And everybody did and it was so great. It flowed so well. Like if you know if both the rocks were gone, you just waited your turn. And when the rocks were returned, then you got to pick one and use the restroom. So that was a a small way to just control people from being in the facilities that were closed off at the same time. We also Venmoed all of the staff a certain amount of money in advance because we didn't want, so the, one of the things that Flock and Rally is, you know, that what we pride ourselves in is really wonderful snacks and drinks and beverages. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a really important thing to think through all of the wonderful things we bring to provide for our staff. So this was different this year because we Venmoed money to each person in advance and said, you are responsible for your own cooler, your own snacks and your own drinks. In addition, yeah. bring your own coffee mug and your own drinking cups because we just didn't want people, we wanted to limit the amount of okay. cross-contamination, crossover with any exactly. type of sharing of food. One of the rules for, for food was we did say, do please do not share your food or your drink, like bring enough for yourself. We did, of course, have some backup just in case, but sure. that was one thing that was very different for us is giving everybody their own budget to bring their own private stash of snacks and food. And drinks, and have them in their own private cabin. We also told people they couldn't carpool. Which, sorry, Mother Earth, but it was important to let people know that, you know, <laughs> yes. if you ride there in a car with somebody, like, you have already exposed yourself. I would your have thought
0: about that. That's actually a really good good catch on that one. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: I mean, think about that undo, that undoes everything we would be trying to do, right? (laughs) We did advise, we asked everybody to have masks the whole time if they were sitting in like within eight, six feet of each other, but we recognized that wearing a mask all day was rough. So if you wanted to walk away from the group and take your mask off, that was okay. And I will say that for the better part of, I don't even know, 36 hours, 40 hours, we were there. People wore their masks almost the entire time. It was really, really refreshing to see that we didn't have to remind people. It was not necessarily comfortable, but it was important to do um, because, you know, it was just important and people respected it, which was great.
0: Protect each other. Protect yourself. Yeah, Um, I do. Yeah. Tell me more.
1: Yeah. So we also had disposable utensils for serving. So people would Rachel or I would set up all the food. Just one of us. So we even weren't at the same time at the same place at the same time. So I would like set up all of the breakfast by myself with gloves. You
0: coordinated that. You coordinated even the setup. Okay. We
1: coordinated everything. And I every time I touched anything, it was with gloves. Oh, and I should have noted. When we delivered everything to everybody's cabins, we then went behind ourselves and Clorox wiped everything that we had touched. We put gloves on for the serving of the food. We did it individually. And then we um, had a system where we advised everybody. The shelter eight was where we had all of the food and people could see it from everywhere in the campground. So at first we were going to text people when it was their turn to come get food and then they could go eat wherever they wanted, but it was so visible that we just advised people to not approach the camp, the place, and grab food if somebody else was there. And that worked well; everybody respected it. It was very easy to manage, and the disposable utensils we had—you know—we asked people to pick up one fork, serve themselves, take it with them, throw it away, and not reuse. So even down to like how they physically picked up their bagels and their lunch meat—you know—like we thought. Through wow everything everything. everything. Well,
0: yes. let me let me ask you this question because I, I'll be honest with you, I admire and respect everything that you you went through, and obviously you did this for your team and you did this to just continue this this tradition, but also to that community. And and let's admit it, we all needed probably this this retreat, right? I wasn't part of it, but I can imagine that the team needed this this retreat. So, was it worth it? Was it fun?
1: Absolutely. The, I, 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 our staff are very honest, but they're also very kind. And I could tell in their comments from the minute we got there until like yesterday when we got home and there were still text messages that they were genuinely grateful. Um, I think that they saw how much time that Rachel and I put into it. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, that, that the reason is that they, they saw that we went above and beyond to protect them. Exactly. And to think through every scenario so that they were safe. And that and, and, and I think one of the other things is we wanted to, I said this several times at the retreat, because I think I felt a little guilty with not a heavy work schedule. Mm-hmm. Our retreat ended up being about 75% chill and 25% work. And a lot of work retreats are more like 75% work and 25% chill. Exactly. And it just was so important to provide especially after the last 7 months of covid mm-hmm. an opportunity to say thank you. Our staff have been working so hard. Right. It was an opportunity to say look, where this is important for us as a team and right now what's more important is connection, relaxation, you know, saying thank you to to, you, to all of you for the hard work you do. The work is not as important today. Because our, our staff, I mean, they work so hard and they are so good at what they do. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I, it was, I think it went over really well. In fact, we had one staff member that when it was time to leave, she said, can I stay? Because I'm just yeah. not ready to go. I'm
0: <laughs> like, yeah. So it's absolutely needed by, by everyone. I do, I do think that there's also this piece where even though you're saying that 75% was, you know, the relaxation, but it was also a time for all of you to come together and you haven't been doing that. You know, like you, you needed that, even though someone was how many feet away, that exchange of energy and ideas and camaraderie. And that's what you provided also um, to the team.
1: Yes, we actually did superlatives on the end of the second night and everybody got their own camp flock star superlative. Remember like senior superlatives?
0: That's right, right. For our audience, give, give them examples. We have listeners throughout <laughs> the, the US and other, other countries as well. Well,
1: we had a most prepared And that went to one of our, one of the co-owners, Debbie, because she brought her own little espresso machine and had it in her cabin. (laughs) Oh, it was fun. You know, we just, the whole, the whole experience was great. I think everybody needed it. I would say that I, I hope that Mm -hmm. they just, that it was easy for them, right? Like, I think the big takeaway here is that the more time that you put in on the front end, the more planning, the more thinking through every one of those scenarios and having a solution for it, even if it takes a lot of time and effort, right. it's going to make the experience for your staff much better because they're going to feel safe. They don't have to overthink. They don't have to worry. They, you give them, you know, understood parameters and, and not make it micromanaging. You just say, you just, you make, you do the right amount of planning up front and put things right. in place that guides their experience and it makes it pleasant and easy for them. And I think, I hope that that is what Mm -hmm. the impact on our staff was, is that they showed up, it was easy, it was fun. They didn't have to worry because Rachel and I did all the worrying for them.
0: That's right. But that actually leads to a really good point though. In the midst of COVID, all of us, whether we know it or not, are actually suffering from decision fatigue. We have to decide on things that are so minute that we didn't have to think about before. And you eliminated that barrier for them. So it was a, probably a mental, emotional vacation. Um, and we, of COVID.
1: Yeah. And that was, that was what we tried to do. We wanted them to just show up and have a very easy guide to follow that didn't feel like controlling. It was just like, here's your path, get on this little river and ride (laughs) with us for the next two days, you know,
0: man, anyway, we can repeat this next week. I am.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, two i just i want to mention two things that i felt like were really important and they're boring but one was that we did ask staff to sign a waiver and that was because we were you know we said look we've spent hours hundreds of hours probably planning this retreat for your safety you signing this waiver helps protect flock and rally and and it's a safety measure for us so nobody had a problem with it it was just something that you know you got to check that box but also before the retreat about a week leading up, I made sure to explain to the staff that it was optional, that it was not mandatory and that if they chose to not come because they were worried or needed to keep themselves safe or whatever, that it was not going to affect their employment in any way. And I needed to make that very clear because it's a, like you said, it's a crazy time. And, And you know, if, if people felt, like they had to come. That's a pressure I didn't want to put on people either. So I would say that if I had to give two pieces of advice for somebody who was trying to do this, one, I've mentioned it already, but it's over plan. Rachel and I laughed a few times at how much we were over planning, but we knew that when we got there, if we needed to scale back, like if we had gone over the top and overboard in our in our planning that we could scale back, but we didn't want to get there and be surprised. So plan, 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 write out every scenario, walk through physical steps of how people are going to interact and then make a solution to keep people safe and apart. And the other is, and this sounds horrible, but when I was planning this, I had, I pretended that everyone had COVID on the retreat. Wow. And that they were asymptomatic. Because if you think about it, he though you put all of these safety precautions in place in case somebody has it. Exactly. So if, if you think about it, if you're planning this, you have to pretend that somebody or everybody in your party has COVID. How do you prevent the spread of it if it's there? And there's eight of us. There's a very, very, very good chance that none of us have COVID. So we went through all of these safety steps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe for not, because we maybe didn't have it, but you have to imagine that they have COVID. And that is how you determine how to contain it, because you have to pretend like it's there, it's in the air, and it's gonna get in somebody's eyeballs.
0: Absolutely, eyeballs. Yes, eyeballs. Absolutely,
1: nasal <laughs> yes. passage.
0: Nasal passage. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah. absolutely. I think, wow, just just thinking through, and I'm kind of you know speechless from that standpoint of the <laughs> level of preparation and structure and thought pattern. But I mean, it sounds like you did everything right. And the team had a a great time, your goals were met. So I I do a lot of presentations, especially recently. And one thing I like to say is what organizations and companies do today will totally impact tomorrow. And what that means is how you're treating employees, how you're showing up for your employees today, they're going to remember 10 times more. And this will lead to retention. This will lead to, you know, higher morale and of course, you know, productivity and things of that nature. Now, of course, I don't think that you were thinking through, you know, from that standpoint, that wasn't necessarily the goal, but you even not doing this and just doing it from the heart, doing from a place of, again, for the team and uh, cohesion, I I think it's going to actually have that ripple effect of a great team morale. You're all are going to get closer and probably be better professionals overall. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Not all of that thought went into the planning of this or was the expectation as an outcome. But it was an opportunity to, like I said, thank them, but reward them so that they do continue to be happy, content employees that want to stay with Block & Rally. You know, so there was some future in mind because- We, you know, again, I mean, I know I've said this, but our staff work so hard and they're so dedicated to this job. And I understand the importance of a work-life balance and being able to take time and relax and be feel appreciated for the work you do. And I want that to be a theme
0: mm-hmm. of,
1: you know, my new EVP status is that we work hard, but we you know, we got to take time and we got to relax and we got to enjoy it. And we need to be as a company providing those opportunities to our staff.
0: I couldn't agree more, Merritt. And I, I could say just in working with you, you are just a phenomenal rising star executive vice president. And it's just, you know, I even in talking through you, to you through our, you know, bi-weekly conversations, I, I think that I'm a better leader, even in in working with you. So, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. So let's okay. Let's ignore the Mormon fuzzies. So, <laughs> but, and I absolutely mean that. So if I would say if, you know, potential clients or any of our listeners would like to learn more about you and or Flock and Rally, how do they get in touch
1: with you? Well, me personally, they could email me merit at com, but anyone can visit our website com. learn about what we do look at the services look at some of our past work look at our clients and get in, get in touch with us from there of course you can also follow us on social media we're on facebook instagram everything everything. Yep, everything so yeah connect we're we're pretty easy to find um r i double t
0: I like that. I wish you all could see the the head bob. That There's a dance that goes with that too. <laughs> so uh, get in touch. You serve clients um, nationwide. And I can really say that you all do great work. You have a phenomenal team. I know I'm going to bring you back even to speak a little bit more about just your leadership expertise down the road. And so we can't wait to invite you back. But for now, if you have any other questions about HR consulting, HR services, leadership development, Um, Please reach out to WillisHR.com. You can also email us at info at WillisHR.com. Make sure you subscribe, share this with a friend. We can't wait to stay connected, but we hope you get some sleep tonight.